friends. Welcome once again to the Brain Candy Podcast. Candy for your left brain and right brain. I'm your host, Sarah Rice, and with me, as always, is my bestie, Susie Meister. Hi! And with us is also my hubby. My hubby, who is an expert, the expert, in what we're talking about today. Booze. It's booze, people. Specifically wine. Yeah. Now, I'm an expert in wine consumption. <laughs> yeah. I got Wine Spectator magazine, and I'm like, I don't really like spectating it. <laughs> I like consuming it. Wine Consumer Weekly? Do you have that? <laughs> yeah. Wine Drinker? Yeah. Wino Mag? Yeah. Nothing like, ooh, let's just look at wine. No like, thanks. Let's set up Boring. some chairs and spectate. Let's just look at the bottles. Why do you and... think they chose that as the name? I found it I curious. No, That is like not that. It, in all the wine magazines are not that cool. It's like wine in enthusiasts yeah. no it's like wine fanatic yeah I like wine awesome town let's be much more excited about wine than spectating or maybe they don't uh, want to go even close to the addict part of the well, think about, it, think about right. it. it's the wine spectator That's the wine fancy. advocate yeah it's a lot of like whoa like they're sort uh, of like into it but not that into have it have you been in wine specter I have not personally been in it, but our wines and many of the wines I've represented. What were you, a tasting panel? I was in tasting panel. Wait, let's back up. Tell me about where you work and what you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I am the vice president of a company called 100 Acre Wine Group. Uh, We have four wine brands, one called 100 Acre, which is actually uh, one of the highest rated uh, wines in the world. We have 12 perfect 100 point wines. Um, The wines from Napa Valley. uh, you can own one as well, only $400 a bottle. Uh, we have a special Easter package. It's a buy one bottle, get none for free. So it's a special deal. Uh, we also have another brand called Layer Cake, uh, which is our biggest brand. Uh, we make eight wines on four countries and four continents. So we have a Holy brand smokes. in, uh, yeah, we have, we have a winery in Australia, Argentina, Italy. Uh, we had one in Spain, and then we have uh, one in California where we make a bunch of different wines. We have a brand called Cherry Pie. And cherry tart, which is I a Pinot Noir that. brand. Thank you, thank you. It's Cons- so good. So good. Don't drink it. Just spectate it <laughs> and be enthusiastic about it. But it, it does look pretty. Like, you know how people buy, like, based on labels? Yes. It is a cute label. Yeah. We bank on that. If you're, you guys <laughs> are, yes, yes. We are the consumer. You're targeting. Yeah, sure. and then we have a brand called If You CK. So we basically have four wine brands. Um, and, yeah, I sell them. Uh, manage 20 countries. Travel around the world uh, drinking and quit bragging. Yeah, it's bam, 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 bam. Yeah, so we're snooty in the business, you're don't so you know? You're so not snooty. You're not snooty, and you know um, what? Your your label and your brand is not snooty either. I think it's very um, what are they called? Approachable or yeah. accessible to anybody? Like layer cake is such a good wine. Where I mean, I go to the store even before we were together and I got that wine because yeah. I was like, I know it's going to be good every time. It's really re- reasonably priced. And I think yeah, our whole, cool. our whole kind of concept and I think kind of who we are and also myself personally, I think we take our wines very seriously, but we don't take ourselves very seriously. You know, wine is, wine is definitely, it's evolving and changing, you know, in the seventies and sixties and seventies and eighties, wine was definitely something for the elite. It was something for the rich. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it was like, Oh, how expensive it was. And people were cork sniffing and swirling and it was not for the people. But when you go to Europe and when you go to France and when you go to Germany and wine is for everybody. Right. And I think we're definitely, on the forefront of making sure that, yes, we make very expensive wines, but we also are like wines for everybody. Wines for, we want people drinking wine like we're drinking wine now before noon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we need breakfast wine too. We need. Uh, is that a thing? What, is there such wine? a thing as breakfast? At the Patterson House, it is. <laughs> well, you drink, you know, you champagne, you yeah. drink wine. I mean, I think, I think wine is. You know, uh, you know, wine is really, it's, it's a beverage. It's, you know, it's to be consumed. Um, I think also as you have wines that have different weights, you know, like Cabernet is a very heavy wine. It's yeah, man. really to be consumed at different times in the day. White wines. I mean, you got to, I, I lived in Italy. They never drink red wine during the day. I mean, oh, never. I didn't know that. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. it's like They're white drinking, during the day for us. Yeah, white during the day. Rosé. Lighter, even lighter whites, the Pinot Grigios and Vernaccias and sparkling wines are consumed in the day, in the summertime. They drink much more seasonally. That's cool. In America, we drink kind of whatever, like America. We drink, I'm, if I want to drink a Cabernet Wait, at 6 in the morning, I'm drinking it. 
you know, I know so. that like I shouldn't mix media here, but I need you to do your uh, impression again so I can Snapchat. I like that. Donald Trump wine. Like <laughs> this is America. We're drinking Cabernet at six in the morning with a steak with my eggs. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hashtag freedom. <laughs> you know, so, um, that's well, a big that's a big part of uh, you know the American way of wine drinking is is very different than the rest of the world. But I also think it, it, there's something very cool about it, too. I'm not saying that it's better one way or the other. I actually think our way of doing it is much more um, – it's a looser way. It's more exploratory. Um, the Amer- Americans – when I started in the wine business 15 years ago, the United States was only the 10th largest market for wine consumption. Now we're number one. Whoa. So we drink more wine than any it's other country in the world. It. You just got everybody hooked. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. You are yeah. welcome. Bob, Bob. You are welcome. No, no, it's because Susie you're and I started no, drinking. No, no, we no, turned no. 21 and all of a sudden that U.S. Mommy's consumption thirsty. went way up. Well, I'll, t- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a great story. So I was a sommelier. If you don't know what a sommelier is, it's an alcoholic with a paycheck. It's like, um, no, but That's cute. A sommelier is basically somebody who you know studies the wines of the world. They have a, a certification. They can analyze wines. They can tell you about the regions. They can tell you about the grapes and all this stuff. And I became a sommelier when I was really young. I was 21 years old, and there was no psalms at that sommelier psalms. You know, at that time, I was really, really young. And I remember taking a girl out, and so I was in college. I remember taking a girl oh, out to a fancy dinner. I was like 22. And I took her out to a nice dinner. And I'd saved up all my money, and I had this nice bottle of wine. And she went out, and she ordered, like, the chicken and a Caesar salad. And we went to this nice restaurant. And I was, like, thinking to myself, man, I could have taken you to Chili's for his chicken and a Caesar salad. Which Susie loves chicken. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. fine with buy me. Right. <laughs> but this was, like, a $40 Caesar right. salad. You know what I mean? And, and this my nice God. bottle of wine. And I was... Remember, so you were th- judging even then. Well, but I remember thinking <laughs> to myself, like at that time, like people our age were not drinking wine, and and even the wine we drank, she didn't appreciate it. Nor you know, it was ahead of that I was age. ahead of our time. But now people in their twenties, they're drinking wine now, yeah. and they're drinking wine earlier. And even if it's less expensive wine, they're not drinking Zima. They're not drinking Bartles and James. They're not drinking even wine coolers. They're really even trying you know eight dollar wines and all that. And so the age has really. Like our our children will be drinking wine at a much earlier age, and so that's contributing to the fact now that the U.S. is this larger consumer of wine, and we hear it in the wine business now. The millennials are, which are the are people in their twenties, are actually drinking more wine now per capita mm-hmm. than the boomers. So there's this big movement in trying to figure out like who, like what wines are we drinking, or the boomers. Are, what are we drinking as opposed to what our parents were drinking? Mm-hmm. So it's a really explosive and exciting time in wine right now. There's well, a lot of change. You know, I was kind of jo- joking about the label thing, but it really is true that, you know, if you Absolutely. don't know anything about wine, but you know you want to drink it, that yeah. is sort of what all you have to go on. Yeah. yeah. So how do you conquer that or do you, or do you just embrace it and be like, we got to make a cool label? Well, it's tough, man. You know, there are there's kind of two things going on. I mean, our labels are really... Um, certainly in the like on the edge as far as very different we mm-hmm. try to we kind of treat wine like you treat food you kind of eat with your eyes first yeah so our labels try to we try to get you thinking like yeah. you look at our labels and they get you thinking of something and then the wines are sort of reflective of that thought process so we make a pinot noir called cherry pie and cherry tart well, what's what's pinot noir taste like what do you think of pinot noir oh cherry pie like you know, red fruits and sort of that caramelized cherry flavor and sort of that no. toasty spice notes and sort of that yet? clove yes. and that clove that like that graham crackery flavor you get from the crust and the butter and the and that uh, like I said that uh, caramelized uh, berry flavor that you get from the from from that baked cherry that is actually what that wine tastes like. Yeah. And so it's sort of like a visual cue for what your palate is going to taste like. Mm-hmm. That's that's something that we do. On the flip side of the coin, though, you have a lot of marketing people in the business that are now, like, coming up with, like, what I would say, like, um, a lot of bullshit where they're, they're, they're marketing. <laughs> it's a term. a bullshit. Well, they're marketing to women, right? Yeah. And so we, so they're doing stuff like butterfly kiss. Right. And be flirty and uh, 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 Chloe and sequin. And they're all these sort of, like... They're I think there's a skinny girl wine. Skinny girl yeah. and little black dress. And there are yeah. all these marketing ideas 
that are basically kind of what I would say going after the marketing concepting, but they actually have no correlation in any way towards like what's really in the bottle. They're pure marketing. Yeah. Mm. For us, we try to have do a correlation. Both. Yeah, do both. Yeah. And it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, but um, I'll use a great example. Like okay. right now, we're drinking rosé, right? Which, thank you for bringing this. And rosé right is the bomb. Rosé is like, you know, definitely, it's one of the hottest. Cheers, cheers, cheers guys. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah mazel. Cheers. A thousand years. Um, <laughs> rosé is one of the fastest growing wine categories um, right now. People, our generation is drinking rosé right now. So we're in our 30s and yes, we're drinking rosé. Yes way rosé. Yes way rosé. Yes Hello. way. That's what I say. Now, our parents did not drink rosé. Because rosé was considered white Zinfandel. It was sweet, low end. Yeah. Well, that was... So this new generation, we're starting to make them higher quality. We're not making them sweet. We're making them dry. We're making them really elegant. So there's been this transition now in winemaking. And so the the young winemakers have said, oh, rosés don't need to be made in this very low end fashion. They can be made really, really elegantly. Mm -hmm. They're made very high quality. Is it? The, I love rosé. The one we're drinking now is, um, I got to give a shout out to this guy, Eric Kent, um, gentleman by the name of Kent Humphreys. And he is just a masterful winemaker, uh, up in Russian river Valley, uh, Sonoma area. He makes amazing Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and this is his new 2015 rosé. And it's a blend of Pinot Noir, Syrah, and Grenache. And we just, I just got our wine club, uh, and we've already drank all the rosé. So it's pretty, uh, it's already been consumed. Yeah, um, that's a good thing though. You know, mostly great, me. Yeah, okay. mostly, mostly, my, mostly my wife. Yeah, she just consumes it quickly, which is great. Um, but uh, exciting. Somebody's got it. What good is it doing sitting on that's a shelf? That's right. It's not going to drink itself. Yeah. It ain't going to drink itself. That's right. <laughs> Amen. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Are you, what is your pattern? I don't even know. I mean, like, what? because you say that you don't really, it's not a daily thing for Mm -hmm. you. So what makes you decide like, okay. I'm social. I really enjoy a bottle of wine with friends. Like I think when, you know, when we get together to do the podcast, like I always reserve my alcohol drinking for like two days a week. Yeah. One, we'll usually go out to one wine dinner or something one night and I'll be of course drinking then and then. When I'm just chatting with my girlfriends, that's when I have the most fun. It almost feels like they just go hand in hand. It just gets me to like, I don't know, spill all my guts. So it's yeah. like perfect for podcasting. Cause loosen the lips up Loosen the lips. You know? yeah. 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 For me, and it's like... Veritas. It's so true. There true, true. Like, I think maybe more so since I became a parent, it symbolizes like my day is done. Yes. Yeah. So Absolutely. It's, it's more of an everyday thing for me because it's like... Okay. Well, I got weed for that. So yeah, yeah, same thing. Yeah, but the wines twice a week. The the tweeds, you know, (laughs) it's a little more regular. And what happens if you combine them? Is like not good for the wife. No, No. I I can't do. I I, my birthday was the my thirtieth birthday was the very first time where I came home drunk and I was like, you know what? I'm not. It's a bad idea to smoke pot when you're drinking because you'll get the spins and. You'll inevitably Does throw up in your bathroom. After 10 times in a row of not of doing that and having the same yeah. conclusion, she finally <laughs> I like, finally was like, mm, that's a bad idea. That's grown so up That's time. called being 30 now. I She's starting to realize I that. Did. Uh, and you know what? I woke up the next morning and I felt great. And I was like, thank God I didn't. And you know what I did? As soon as I woke up in the morning, probably smoked some pot. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Why? What happens then? Well, it's just great for a hangover. It's great for, it's the best for a hangover. It gets, totally gets rid of it. You feel awesome. You're Come like, on. I swear it's. Would it's you good not for, agree? Yeah. I've never it, heard that. Yeah, no, it's definitely good for hangover for sure. I mean, it's so funny because, um, you know, my wife is definitely partakes in the tweets. I, you know, I am not a huge, I, I've never been a big smoker. <laughs> 
I never was. was a big smoker, actually, but all my friends are. And so you yeah. become more a part of it because they're a part of it more. You know, um, but yeah, definitely. If you're in a hungover state, you're you're basically trying to find anything you can to stop that feeling. So you'll pretty much try anything. Some people have a Bloody Mary the next day, right? So right. you have a choice. I it's like Advil, Bloody Mary, whatever you can to stem the flow, cheeseburger, whatever. So whatever, whatever you can to try to to get through. So everybody's got their their something. Do you so. remember your first glass of wine? Oh, good question. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, most people's first glasses of wine, and it's normally the thing when people tell me they don't like wine, I can almost always tell them, well, that's because you had it at a wedding and it was oh. free. Right? Mm. So, wedding wine is free wine at weddings is crap. It's yeah. notoriously crap. Cause the place, Unless you're one of our friends and you no, had your good wine yeah. sponsored yeah. by Landon. Our wedding was bomb at bomb.com, sponsored by 100 Acre Wine Group. Uh, <laughs> all the wines, thank you, Jason, our owner and winemaker, for sponsoring that and for all and the amazing friends so for good. bringing good wines. Yes. Yeah, we probably we drank some serious vino at our wedding. Uh, and uh, There was none left over. Also, most, people, most people after weddings are like, oh, we have all this booze. I mean, yeah, we all, need to go out and buy more champagne the next day because yeah. we had drank all also, of it. <laughs> also, one of my best friends brought uh, gave us a gift of uh, three uh, nine bottles of Krug Rosé, which is like the greatest bottle. Chris Avery was just an amazing dude, and that was like such a nice t- uh, touch oh off for God. us. But uh, most wines at weddings, when you go to a wedding and they give and you get the wine and it's gratis, it's free, you know, open bar. That wine's about three dollars a bottle wholesale. So that wine's basically made like it no joke that wine when they take the wine when you make when you take wine from a field okay they pick it and when it's made like that they take they just are mass grabbing all the stuff and they'll take all the leaves and the bugs and the and the are you kidding me all right the now crap like mm. i'm talking I'm talking bugs, snakes, ah, freaking doo uh, I'm talking, it's outside. It's the, I'm talking, I'm so wasp nests and everything. And they just take all of it and they just throw it into these bins and they barely sort it. And it all just gets like mashed all up and filtered out. But like barely because for $3 a bottle, that, that means that means that place paid three dollars a bottle, so the cost to produce it was probably one dollar a bottle. Now, if you take what the the box cost, the bottle, the shipping, the production, it was <laughs> the stuff is like worse than a McDonald's burger. This you know is so depressing. So think of two buck Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. That stuff. There was an article that had come out. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just saying there was an article that had come out. That they were saying that there was like cyanide, high oh, high levels of cyanide. I did read that. I'm not saying it is cyanide, but what I will, t- I'm not, I'm not saying that that was a true article. But what I am telling you <laughs> is that lower, like anything in life, yeah. whether it's McDonald's cheeseburgers or anything, the lower cost something is, if it seems too low, they're not. You know, the production quality is going to be low. So okay. I have a question. Uh, anyway, okay, yeah. that. At what? So that's why they hate wine is because they have it at yeah. weddings and it's very low quality. So at what dollar amount would you say that like, say I'm somebody who doesn't know a lot about wine, yeah. but I'm having a dinner party and I want, I, but yeah. I don't have a lot of money to yeah. spend. It's a great question. What dollar amount do you think yeah. people should to get a good bottle here's, of wine? Here's, here's the, here's, here are so I'll give you the fast and the quick and dirty rules on wine, okay? And ten dollars is about the minimum to get something decent, palatable, palatable. And that's mm-hmm. what layer cake is about ten bucks, right? No, we're 12? about twelve to fifteen. Okay. Now, okay. now, now, check me out here for a second. Okay. Check in for ten dollars. That's about the Mason Dixon line, not nine ninety nine. Ten bucks. I'm telling you, it's there's a difference. From $10 to $12, that's where our minimum prices are, you're going to get 50% better quality for two more dollars. Worth it. 50% better quality. And if you look at that, that's really only like, what, less than 50 cents a glass. Totally worth it. So listen, 50% better quality. From $12 to $15, you're getting 50% again better quality. Wow. Now, from 15 to 20, you're getting about 20% better quality. Mm. And over 20, 
it diminishes till about 30. Then for each $10, you're getting smaller increases. Now it's gotcha. an increase, maybe 20%, but from 20 to 30, you're getting 20%. From 30 to 40, you're getting 20%. But those jumps are, there's a law of diminishing returns there. Yeah. But from 10 to 12 and 12 to 15 wow. and 15 to to 20. So imagine this. Let's recap. If you go from a $10 wine to a $20 wine, you're getting three times the quality level in those jumps. There's a massive increase in quality. But if you um, go like 10 to 100, it might be only five times. Right. Wow. So so that's interesting. So you really the 10 that the that $12 and $15 price point is really where the best quality, best bang for your buck Good. is. Good and to know. And the reason is, is because the wineries are able to start using better oak. They're start able to use more meticulous winemaking techniques, filtration. Yeah. They're able to be um, more... Then why does it taper off, though? Because it's like anything, that perception, like yeah. the, like what's the difference between a, um, a Coke shoe and a Manolo shoe? Mm-hmm. $500, but to you, it's in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There are differences, but are you willing to pay that massive jump from an Aldo shoe to a whatever, right. or a Outback filet mignon to a Fleming's filet mignon? Mm-hmm. There's a difference, but only at a certain, the perception of the behold, the, the, it's, in the, it's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. But, but at that 10 to 20 range, I can put that in front of almost anybody and show you, it still is true at the $8 to $10 range. You're still getting an 8 to a 10. You're still getting these 50% jumps in quality. So in these lower ranges, you get these massive increases because we're able to produce. That's why like Layer Cake, our entry-level wine, we don't make any wines under our price range is 12 to 15 because we can't make good wine under that price threshold. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. could make it. And we you're could, not willing to And we're to not willing sacrifice to sacrifice. So why, why do it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just not worthwhile. Um, what does the average consumer spend on a bottle? Oh, good question. <laughs> um, so the majority of wine is under 10 bucks. Yeah. But, um, but the fastest growing price segment in wine right now is 12 to 15. Yeah. And because consumers are getting more savvy now, they're well, starting to realize that, ooh, for two more bucks, I mean, really think about it. Two dollars. Two dollars. Like, well, because the, like I said, the consumer's starting to realize, like, for two more bucks, we're seeing that on everything now. But for yeah. two more bucks, for my eggs, for my this, for my cheese, yeah. for two more bucks, and and wine is not a necessity. It's not a. It's not. I mean, some people would beg to differ, but it's not like milk or I, cheese I or, or, or 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 eggs. So it's a luxury product. It, it, it's so. You make that decision, you know, unless you're buying box wine, you don't give a crap. You know, you're just buying it for consumption. Some of that trade, just box wine is not bad. No, yeah, no, no. And you know what? Just, and I will tell you, if you are going to buy wine under $10, those box wines, the like, um, are better than they've ever been. Boda Box, Wine Vault, um, Three Thieves. Those box wines now are, there's now an, a, a new kind of box wine. Yeah. They're really good because they've cut down on all the cost of uh, the packaging. So the wine inside is better now. Yeah. So like I said, there's a new generation now. What box wine was in the 80s. Oh, my God. what wine Zinfandel was in the 80s. Yeah. In Scandinavia, in, um, oh, in, yeah. in Europe, in Europe, like in all of Scandinavia, 50% of all wine consumed is in boxes. Yeah. Because they're, they're just like, about they're about efficiency. It's they're like about, Ikea of yeah, wine. they're the Ikea, but the wine quality is quite good. Yeah. So it, it's not like it used to be where, I mean, it used to be like hobo style. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It was like only Almaden and Franzia. Oh. And that was your only choices. <laughs> yeah. Um, my trick Wait, has hold always been. Hold, hold that thought. Okay. Mixing media is missing. Mixing. Go ahead. <laughs> so my trick has always been, say I'm having a dinner party, having, you know, like six girls over or whatever. I'll get three or four bottles of really good, well, like the $10, $12 wine. Uh-huh. And then I'll get the end of the night wine that maybe is like $8 or less <laughs> because they've already been drinking yeah, the that's true nice too. wine. And yes. they're not going to know that it, at the at the end of the night, you're like, I don't care. It's fine in my is, glass. Is there booze in it? This Great. is why in the uh, story of when Jesus turned water into wine... He made it really high quality. And they were like, why did you save? They asked the the people that were holding the wedding. They said, why did you save the best wine for the end of the night? 
And actually, it was because Jesus had made it. True. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's true, but it's actually <laughs> in the Bible. Wow. They were like, wait, why'd you save the good stuff? That's wow. funny. Mm-hmm. I want to make other, one, See, other, one other little comment because, um, you know, uh, we, 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 we talk, uh, we're going to talk, slash talked about uh, food a little bit. Um, also, yeah. We're in a time right now in winemaking where there's a lot of additives going into wine now. Oh, just like oh this is and important. Yeah. And that. wine has a lot of additive. What do you mean by additives? So, yeah, what is that? I was going to ask you about like, is this pesticides or sulf- sulfides? Basically, yeah, okay. it's not just that. Basically, wine is just like food. They're putting a fillers? lot of not fillers in. Well, let's put it this way: they put. What's called mega purple into the wine, which is basically like red dye, red dye number five, which is basically like concentrated grape sugars. How come they don't have an ingredient list on wine? Because it's not legal yet, but they're trying to get that put in. They they use egg whites to filter. They what? put copper. They put copper into the wines. I'm disgusted. They put. Um, they put. Um, what else did they put in there? They put there's you. They put synthetic tannins, um, which oh, are I like a powder that. tannin. They're putting but wait, a lot do they of, not have to list these? No, Why? No, that's yeah. crazy. I but, don't understand. But Obama was trying to put um, a um, a they were a, a labeling thing. Just tried to go through the um, FDA. FDA. It got struck down. But there, for us, we're fine guys, with all yeah, that you, stuff. We were fine with say. that. We were fine because we don't have anything to hide. Yeah, of course, you want them to put, but the, do but it. But the big companies, of course, don't want that stuff. But. Uh, but but know this: the lower end wines, they'll use more of that stuff. Yeah. It's like anything in life, you know. So, um, is if you call the wine company, will they tell you, or they'll say um, oh, I it's think secret. they have to? I'm not sure. It depends. You know, you know, some of the guys, like a couple of guys I know, are really good at good at like Kimmel Jackson. They they have a list of all that stuff. That yeah. they, if you ask for it, they'll give it to you. Okay. You, know you probably I mean? go online and find it. Or yeah, what? probably. Yeah. I know, like they they were somebody that was at the really forefront of it. Um, you know, but just like I said, at those at those tens and twelves and fifteens, um, they're all guilty. We're all sure. guilty of stuff. Some of it is a false. Is is like some of these additives are not bad. They yeah. sound scary, but. Once again, the lower quality of something, the more shenanigans that we do to make it sound taste better when it's not as good quality. Mm. So just keep that in mind. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Well, here's what I want to talk about. About, like, the sort of cheap versus expensive, all that. I really love all those sort of, like, fancy wine tastings and then yeah. they, they, it ends up being like a $10 bottle or yeah. $15 whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it always kind of like is sort of what makes it oh, yeah delicious to one person mm-hmm. versus an expert versus a regular person. And these are experts that sometimes choose, you know, $20 bottles versus sure. a $1,000 bottle. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Well, there's two kinds of things and I, I would say it's like most things in life. I mean, if you're talking about a blind tasting, I've I've so blind Hold tastings on, wait. Are, yeah. I'm sorry. But where are you going? So this was in a documentary. Did you guys see the it was Some? A, which one? I'm not sure. Or maybe it was a, a movie about something that really happened, which was when the whole Bottle Rock. Or yes. uh, or not Bottle Rock, um what was the name of it? it was the um, it is something like bottle I, shock. Bottle shock, yeah. 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 About when American wine. So basically, wine... this what, was okay, about in in the, the long and short of the movie was that in um, there was an American winery still exists called Chateau Montalena, very very famous. Uh, um, the Barrett family, in, they're still in existence today in Napa Valley in Calistoga. They staged a tasting. Against the French wines in the seventies, like the premier, the premier best French wines, and they basically did a blind tasting versus all these French wines with French critics, and they put in 
the Chateau Montalena wines. Yeah. And the Chateau Montalena wines, because this was at a time like in the 70s and early 80s, French American Napa wines were not Napa yes. wines. It was like they and thought it was garbage. It was garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was when Mandavi was first getting started. No one knew the gallows. You know and all everything guys. about yeah. wine. Jesus so, Christ. <laughs> um, and what had happened was that all these French press had actually chose Chateau Montalena as being the best. Yeah, blind taste. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this was sort of the revolution of all of a sudden like people American wine. American wine starting to get this um, prestige. Um, so there's two I'm gonna give you two answers to your question. Okay. The first is mm-hmm. when you're tasting wine, um, blind or not blind. So blind obviously means when it's in a bag and you don't know what the price is. Um, Perception is reality. I've been to a lot of tastings before when they tell me the wine's really expensive and I know it's expensive. I'm different than most people. I've tasted probably 20,000 wines in my life, maybe more. Me too. (laughs) Normally for me, when somebody tells me how expensive it is, it makes it hard for me to like it. Um, cause, perce- uh, cause yeah. expectation is yeah. the enemy of happiness. Yeah. So when somebody says this wine's 5,000 bucks, yeah. I'm expecting $5,000 worth of awesomeness. <laughs> so I'm orgasm. thinking like, if I don't get like a semi erection, it didn't pay <laughs> right. off. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's rare that those wines really pay off. Now okay, most consumers. Have you ever gotten an erection from wine? Good like, question. like for Some, real? Yeah. Kind of a little bounce. Semi? I would say like a little bounce, a little like <laughs> a little, little Kegel bounce maybe. <laughs> Sometimes, um, yeah, because um, I'm passionate about the subject matter. That's cool. Uh, you get a little buzz working. You're thinking like maybe I'll see you later, and I'll yeah. finish it with the wife. And I'm like, oh, I'll get this for me. Or so um, the uh, the so anyway, when you're drinking Poor this wine now, normal now mo- <laughs> most normal consumers though, when they drink the wine and they're in a group and everyone's telling them how expensive it is, they have to love it because they're in a group and everyone's telling them like how expensive asshole. it is. Like, oh yeah. my god, oh you're right. This wine's so good, and they, they have to, they, they, it's mob mentality. Yeah. But secretly, they probably hate it, or they don't know. So mm-hmm. they just go. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in a blind situation, you don't know. And you're truly, and that's the only way to really evaluate wine is blind. So you have to brown bag the wines, and you really are truly taking away your own personal preconceived notions. Your bias or whatever, yeah. yeah. And... You know, the bottom line of it is, is what we like, what we like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I could give you, I could give you 50 wines that were very expensive from Europe that then European wines tend to have a more, um, the fruit is a little more in like a, they're, they're not as fruit driven. They're more earthy and spicy. They're a little bit more, um, rustic in flavor we'll just call it that they're better with food normally we'll just say and maybe you don't have a palate for that um and you could taste them all and you wouldn't like them yeah and i could put one california cab that's 20 bucks it's a fruitier wine and you'd like it out of that group because it's your palate is more trained that way mm-hmm. and you would like that it's 20 bucks versus all these really expensive ones it's what's familiar what's more familiar okay. or more taste driven okay so um, that, that's why there's that, you know, there's, yeah. you can, I could set those tastings up almost every time just by reading the crowd and figuring out who's in the crowd. And I could, you'd almost have those outliers almost every time. Mm-hmm. Um, the only way to really, you know, t- test those out is to make sure you just try to get a crowd of like French wine experts. And then if you threw a one in, that was a true outlier. And if it wins, then it wins, you know? So I think it's cool because it, I just want to encourage people drink what you like. Drink what you like. When I when I taste yeah, when you know? I taste wine with people, like one of the first things people realize when I do wine tastings or I do trainings is they say, "Wow, man, you're you're very knowledgeable about wine, but you don't make me feel bad about it." And I say, yeah. "Because wine is not about that. Wine there's is there's no right answer. There's no right answer. I could tell you for 45 minutes how awesome it is. You think it tastes like donkey piss, and I just wasted 45 minutes of your day. Yeah, you know, um, wine is a personal thing." Um, normally what I'm generally trying to do when I'm like, when I was a sommelier in a restaurant and you come to my, and you're sitting down, I'm asking you questions about your preferences and trying to match your preferences, not trying to tell you you how cool, like how smart I am and trying to force something in on you. I'm trying to like, it's almost like a, like a detective. I suspect though, you, you have to be really a detective because I feel like maybe... 
um, people think they know what they like. That's true too. But they don't, and so you have to like. So I'm first. Crack the case. Normally, the first question I'm asking is trying. The first two questions I'm trying to define the terms. What I think is fruity and what you think are fruity are two different things. So I'm normally asking questions to define your terms. Yeah. Like, what is your glossary versus my glossary? Yeah. So I would ask you Because, like, fruity could be berry or fruity could be peach. Right. And those are two totally different flavors. I would say something like, I would ask you something like, like, um, like, you know, like, okay, I would say, like, what kind of wines do you like? And I'd say, do you like wines that are more, um, like, fruit-driven or do you like them more dry? And you'd say, I like them fruity. Like, what kind of fruit? Like, what's a fruit for you? Yeah. Like, what's what's a sweet fruit for you? And if you'd said, oh, I like raspberries... You'd say, "Oh, that's a little bit more of a tart fruit." Or you yeah. said, "Oh, I like ripe strawberries, or I like, uh, or like uh, melons, or I like this." There's a different spectrum. Sweeter, you know, sweeter, or, like, yeah. "Oh, I like this." Oh, like your white wine is gonna be more melon. Yeah, yeah. Know. So I would ask you a few questions to try to figure out, and then I'd also ask you, like, "Oh, like a white wine." I'd say, well, "What's your what's your favorite white wine?" And you said, "Oh, I like Rombau or Chardonnay." Well, that's a really oaky, buttery style white wine. Well, I wouldn't bring you a Sauvignon Blanc from New Zealand that's really. Um, citrusy and light. Mm-hmm. I would already know to move. I've already eliminated now 80% of what I have on my wine yeah. list already. So it's like, so I have a hundred wines just by two questions. Yeah. I've already eliminated 80% of the wine list. And now I'm already like chopping you down. It's like that group. game when you were a kid, guess who? Yeah. This is why I have not ordered my own glass of wine since we've been together. Yeah. I just go, here you go. You know what I like? Just yeah. What do you like? Oh, I like, a crisp white wine. I I thought I liked Chardonnay for a really long time because it was what my mom always ordered. Yeah. So she likes I Chardonnay, like, but she doesn't like American style Chardonnay. She likes white Burgundies, which are French style Chardonnays, which are, which are higher expensive. acid style. So she said she likes white wines that are crisp and high acid, which are more like Sauvignon Blancs. Yes, yeah, Sauvignon Blancs. But like she likes favorite. Chardonnays from France, which are higher in acid than California styles. Oh, why? Both, why are they? Because it's of the colder. Grapes. It's a colder okay. place, so they don't. The grapes don't get as high in sugar. Or they don't get as ripe. Good so thing you're here to answer the yeah. question for me because well, I was sorry. like, oh, it's whatever. She doesn't know. Which is funny. Which is the Chardonnays she likes are very expensive. Ugh, it's annoying. So, do you have a desire to learn a lot about wine, or no. are you just like I want to drink it? No, I just want to drink it. And it's so funny, like when somebody starts explaining to me about wine, I'm like, yeah, that's great, but it took you five minutes to tell me that, and that's five minutes that I could have been drinking. You're kidding so, me. I, mean, I would never say that because I really no, want to learn. I do learn. like to go now, mind you. I've been to a lot of wine tastings and wine dinners and all that stuff. And in the beginning, I was so excited about it. It was so much fun. You know, like Aspen Food and Wine, we've been to a few times and it's so much fun to go to. In the beginning, I was like, yeah, I want to learn about this. I want to know all about this. And then you just got bored. It wasn't your passion. Well, you know, and also a lot of it is, you know, similar information over and over. And you like kind of know what you like. Like you said, like you learn what you like. And for me, the wine is more about the experience. Like Landon told me the best thing. He said, somebody asked him like, what's your favorite kind of wine? He said like, you know, the best kind of, the best bottle of wine is the wine that you have with friends. And the best bottle of wine is the wine that you share with friends. I mean, this could be the rosé talking. Yeah. It helps. It helps. Here's what I love about you. And I told Tara I wanted to talk about this while you were here is like I was sort of reflecting on my life, Adam's life, Sarah's life, and your life, and how similar in some ways our upbringing was, Mm -hmm. and how I'm so proud of all of us because we're semi-sane and really ambitious people Mm -hmm. that like want to be better than maybe what we grew up with Mm -hmm. or, or something. Yeah. And I am so impressed with you because you are hustler. Mm, hustler. And I'm like obsessed with hustlers because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a hustler. You are a hustler, yeah, Susie. Sure. You are. We are. Yeah. I just want yeah. you to know it where I've been. It's where I'm bound <laughs> to go. I feel like so uh, proud when people that come from difficult experiences are mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And you like bust your butt. You yeah. work so hard. I ask Sarah about you every time she comes over and she's like, it's tough. He, he works so hard and this is going under that. I'm just like, you You never show it. Mm. You always are the same when I'm with Try. you. You're always high energy. I'm the sure privately, yeah. privately, I'm sure whatever. But when you're with me, at least it's like, 
you're always the same. No, he's like that at home too. And I appreciate that about you. Yeah, I mean, it is, a, stress it, it is a little big tree. I mean, when it is done, it is big tree fall hard. I mean, I definitely do. <laughs> I, I am blessed that I do what I, I do love what I do. I mean, I, you know, I you will are, say that is a blessing. That is, that is a yeah. blessing. I mean, I, you know, I, I've always tried to surround myself with people that, um, that, are high energy people and you know I, you know we're in in our my wine business right now we're you know going on to a really exciting new step in our business and I've been really blessed to surround myself with just absolute best people in the business yeah which helps you know you surround yourself with people with similar you know um, energy levels and similar passions and that's really really helpful I mean not to give not to get too schmatzy but I'm lucky I have my wife oh, who is, are, is a tremendous. Um, you know, strength for me. She lets me do, be me and do what I need to do. She understands. Yeah. Cause you're away a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in your business, you too. know, it's, it's fun and people will say, Oh my God, you got the greatest life and you, you drink wine and you do this. And you know what? It's a, the wine business is a big business. It's a competitive business. And you know, we're, you're on the move, you're on the move. And you know what? Look, it's, I, I always make the joke. It's like, you know, when you're, when you're away, somebody's trying to bang your girlfriend, like in business sense, like your accounts, yeah. if you're not in front of them, somebody's there trying to bang them. I'm Don't worry, honey. When you're gone, nobody's trying to bang me. Uh, yes, yes, they're yes, all so trying. Somebody's trying. <laughs> you're just done. I've just fortified the position. The boats are deep and full of alligators. But, um, yeah. Like, do you feel like, cause you have such an important job and you know, you're a mover and a shaker. Do you, does your mind ever stop? No, that's a problem for me, actually, yeah. in reality. I, I sometimes, I mean, because I'm so high energy and I'm at 11, that's my biggest problem is like, I'll be exhausted and I'll come home and I'll be ready for bed and I'll just leave that's laying what I do. looking at the ceiling. Because your work relax. is never done. He yeah, never relaxes. Yeah. I, I think Thank also, God for Clash of Clans because it's the only <laughs> thing. That, it's like his video game he plays on his iPhone, like an app. Clash of Clans? Thank Clan. God for that because it's the only hey, thing you're I think me. You're out of me. I'm, I'm playing a game and... <laughs> 15 year olds play, but yeah, you know, it's well, sort of it's like true. that mindless numbness. You take like a moment. We all do it. It's like, you got to have like a an yeah, hour yeah. candy crush before you go to bed. I like, watch cheers. You play clash. Yeah. Yeah. Clan. I mean, you know, for me, it's like, um, you know, you do have to have those moments of just sort of like checking out so much of my career too, is very social too. It's my life is a very, you know, the wine business is a social thing. So it's like the people I work with are my friends, our lives like tonight. It's like, we're going out and we're going out with somebody who, who we work with and who I work with, but it, you know, but we're friends and it'll be a social environment. And it's weird. The lines are not like the, like you don't just come home, slide down the brontosaurus and ring the bell and you're done. It's, <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I like that. Flip yeah, I know. You know, it's just That's not great. that way, you know? And you know, it's like one of my, like I said, my national sales manager is one of my best friends. And so, I mean, he and I talk a lot. I mean, we'll talk on the weekends and, my former, my former colleague, uh, my former job is my, was my, my best man. And, you know, and so. He, Who thought it was friend. cool to wear red shoes at our red wedding? alligators. What yeah. the that heck was cool. he thinking? I am on so team red shoes. Red so, shoes and weird socks. Yeah, I'm so, like, so it's like, I'm just saying like in my career, I've now worked with like my best friends. So now you take your best friends and then your careers and you match them all up. So there's like no sacred time. So mm, sometimes you're I always to, working. Sometimes I have to be like, so sometimes we'll be, they'll call me as a friend sure. and we'll be chatting on yeah. a Saturday and it's cool. Then all of a sudden it'll turn into work hall and I'll be like, Hey, yo, I'm with my wife right now. So like, and we're having dinner. So gotta go peace, you know, like, yeah. especially since I'm gone so much, I have to like work on it to make sure that we're getting our time. The only know? time Sarah and I ever talk on the phone is about the podcast. <laughs> she calls me. It's like, I love this episode. This is our best episode. We just talk about how great we are. Yeah, too much. <laughs> totally. But so, we don't have that problem. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. Home to top sports on-demand programming, including CBS Sports Experts and digital exclusives from dynamic personalities. Hey, join me, Taz. Holy Magic Man Malinaji, two-time world champion. Hey, it's Boomer and Carton. Hey, this is Tim Marchman from Deadspin. Let's pound the pavement and get some news. Let's hand out some fantasy football advice. Play.it is delivering storytelling at its best. The most addictive sports podcast today. Hear what you've been missing at Play.it. Listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. 
So do you have any wine burning wine questions? I mean, well, this is I your was, chance. I was like... wondering about the pesticide thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you know we talked we talk about the food thing with like organic and all that, and then I'm here. I try to do that, but then I drink all this wine. And I'm like, oh wait. You know, Don't worry, fortunate. I bring you the good stuff when I come over. Yeah, one of the, the, one of the fortunate things from a pesticide perspective with wine yeah. is that wine... Uh, yes, pesticides are used in wine, but nowhere near in the way that they're used on food. And here's why. Because you do not pull vines out of the ground. Yeah. Like when you grow corn, yeah. you oh. spray and you pull out and then you replant. Vines stay in the ground. So you're not rotating crops. You can't rotate. You, if you hurt the ground, if you hurt the dirt, you can't pull it. The vines stay in there. Oh. So you have to keep re... Like there's a there's a big cycle of life yeah, situation. Yeah, which I, I wish they would do with all crops, but they don't. They just can't, I mean, crops have a certain oh. genetics. I yeah. mean, when you're, doing, when you're doing... You know what I mean? They don't... Certain don't replenish. You're doing wheat, you whack That's the your wheat, farm, and yeah. you go. Sugar, Terrible. you burn it, yeah. and you go. So you can... You can't just strafe, you know, pesticide the crap out of the vines and crop rotate. You know what I mean? So um, for us, we are we don't really do it. We're extremely minimal. We're, we we do what we practice what's called sustainable farming. Um, like if you were to see, um, like if you were to just come to our vineyards right now. So the vines are in what's dormancy phase right now. So there's no, like they're sleeping. There's, right? no, there's, no, there's no fruit. There's no leaves. They're just starting to get leaves. But in between all the vines, you'll see um, there's a ton of what we call cover crop. So there's mustard, turnips. Um, they grow alfalfa in between. And all of those um, those plants put Protect nitrogen the back into oh. the dirt. So See, we that's plant, how farming should be done. So we plant yeah, things understand. we plant things that like even weeds that yeah. and mustard that put things back in the winter, that put things back into the soil. So when the grapes are ready, the soil has been reinvigorated. Now other other types it's of science people. It yeah. is science. Like I was just watching this documentary that talked about sustainable farming and how a farm should work and how uh, it was all on how, pigs and the waste. It that doesn't pigs account produce. for the population that we are dealing with, though, and like the yeah. way a business works. I, I well, mean, really, it, I think we just need to go back. I, there has to be. We have to go back to how farming yeah. was because it, it should be like the, pigs and cows go to the bathroom in this yeah, area. Then yeah, chickens come along, and then they pick the, out all the bugs, and by doing that, they yeah. like get the soil. The, the problem, the then, problem of it is, it's just the they don't. It's not sustainable for the sheer amount. I know, of which is why we should all be meat. eating a plant based diet, yeah. which is what I'm trying to do in our house. Why is Sarah yelling at us right oh, now? I know, she's yelling. She's I'm yelling, yelling, yelling at Landon. Let's this get the soapboxes. really affecting my rosé buzz right oh, now. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I just got but, all hopped up on But just quickly, if you, were to come, if you were to come to 100 Acre Winery and you would see, you would see a microclimate. You would That's basically cool. see a sustainable agriculture where you'd see cover crop. You would see, um, you would see, um, um, we have beehives everywhere awesome like i love putting that beehives out not we take the save honey the but we're there for yeah, save we're, the we're bees. For pollination we have ladybug hives where we're putting them out to eat the aphids we have praying mantises we have raptor cages where instead of <laughs> putting traps what in the hell is he talking a about raptor cages for like hawks okay. oh my god i thought you were making a joke about dinosaurs no. which would be right in line with your Style of joke. No, but we and put, I thought that was no, hilarious. No, we, we put like caves are like we put um, um, bird 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 nests for owls and hawks in the field, so they can go after the mice nice. and the uh, and the gophers. Oh and my god, the traps. way nature intended it. Shocker. Yeah. That so works. Just, Amazing how that yeah, works. Yeah, and it's that type of you can use the natural create an ecosystem there, so that you don't have to do. Things like setting traps and putting up poisons and doing things that are not... So this is a classic example of like the read the headline, not the article situation. Yeah. But I did read a headline Uh (laughs) about how climate change is going to ruin the wine industry. So drink up now. It's certainly affecting us in a big way. I mean... Yes. Suddenly I'm really into This is really, really interesting because... A lot of people, and when we travel to other parts of the world and we go visit wineries in different countries, I've asked and Landon has asked, a farmer will absolutely tell you that climate change is freaking real. A wine farmer yeah. will be absolutely. like, this well, what the heck? What's going to happen? Is a problem. 
Well, I'll give you an example. So if you take a, um, a winery, so I'll give you a good example. There's a famous winery up in, uh, up in Napa Valley called Camus, and they, they make really good wines, very famous winery. They've been doing it for about, you know, 30, 25, 30 years or what have you. And um, they, um, they, I tried a bottle of their 2000 or 1995 Cabernet. Whoa. And then I tried a bottle of their um, 2005. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the alcohol content on their, ni- on their 1985 Cabernet was 12.5% alcohol. Their 2005 Cabernet was 14.5% alcohol. So in 20 years, the alcohol has gone up 2%. I don't see the problem. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to give you the problem. Alcohol is a correlation. What alcohol is, is mm-hmm. metabolized sugar. So that means the grapes now have more sugar in them because there's been more sun. The sun has been hotter and ripening, um. ripening the grapes. Now, some of that is a grower's decision, meaning that they can allow them to ripen. Yeah. But... Across Napa Valley, the grapes are ripening faster and earlier. Last year, we normally pick our grapes in early October. We were picking them in August. So when they're ripening six weeks earlier, Mm -hmm. because they're hot, there's a timer. When they're ripe, the sugar level, that means there's more heat. It's like your cookies in the oven. It's like your cookies in the oven. The, the, The overall heat index is higher. And the the climate change is basically saying that this is happening globally. I asked him when we went to Italy about this. Yeah. I asked him in Argentina about this, and every single one said we have to harvest about a month or okay, two earlier. Okay, so let's, you know you harvest earlier. Why will that ruin the industry potentially? Well, what happens when it gets so hot that the grapes get so hot that they become raisinated and burned? The grapes actually, and it happens where the grapes will get so hot you that, lose your crop. That you lose your crop. And what also happens is because when the grapes get that hot, you have to water more mm-hmm. because you have to irrigate more to get the grapes are under stress. Well, in California, in Valley, oh, there's no there's tons no water. of water left here. What do they do to deal with that? They irrigate. They just pay they, the They have to get more water. Fines? So they have to get, what do you mean? They have to get water from somewhere. So the cost of the water, they have to pump it in from somewhere else. They don't have fines though, right? Because they're farms. I was just wondering. You know, well, they don't have fines, but they have to pay for that water. And so they've sure. been pumping more groundwater. Yeah. And there's no more groundwater. And exactly. there's a drought. There's and now they're no having more to pump groundwater. It in from other places. So it's this sort of vicious cycle where um, actually what's happening now, there's um, in Central Valley, um, you know, which is obviously not Napa, but in the central part of California, they're, they're pulling out 10, 15, 20,000 acres of vines yes. now because there's just no water. They just can't, they just can't, wa- there's no water for the grapes anymore. And that's not just for us. It's, it's oranges, almonds, almonds? they're just pulling oh. out because there's just no water. One to gallon farm. of water to make a single almond. Mm-hmm. One almond, just one. Yeah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So there, it's this, it's this, you know, it's this constant for us, we've actually, now one thing that's happening is we've, in, we've, we've put in new systems, drip irrigation systems, which are extremely efficient watering systems, yeah. but those are expensive. Yeah. So our wines can become more expensive. Yeah. It's all a trickle down sure. sort of process. So yeah. it, it's a very, um, you know, it, it's an issue. Fortunately this year, we've had the most water that we've had in a long time. Really? It's been very wet this year. Lake Shasta. Yeah. The reservoirs are being filled back up, but one good year is not enough to to I heard take in order years of to, drought. You know, in order to fix the problem in California for water, we need to have four consecutive years of over thirty yeah. percent rain that we're normally having. So four years of extreme El Nino that is over thirty percent of the normal rainfall, which is probably not going to happen. Yeah. So we're fucked. 
I mean, it's just a, you know, it's just a situation where, where, you know, we're, we're going to be, you know, wine is an issue. Um, you know, I, I sometimes feel a little, um, remiss about talking about wine when we talk about water, because wine is not a necessity as much as I love it. Um, you know, we, we, we'll, we'll figure out the what wine. What are you talking about? We'll figure out yes, the wine situation, but I feel bad when we're talking about people don't have drinking water in Africa and right. people don't have water, but like, it is affecting wine. It is affecting wines. And uh, yeah, oh, my rosé, it's a little bit more alcohol <laughs> in it. That's what makes people pay attention. And yeah. But you know that's what? That's true. Yeah. But you know what? That's a good point because totally if it'll true. take this uh, guy that's a rich white dude in uh, Congress or a guy who's this and that, it. That is what it takes. But, you know, there's a lot of big, uh, very rich, affluent gentlemen uh, in Napa Valley. And maybe ladies? Unfortunately, there isn't a lot of ones, rich, <laughs> affluent people, ladies in Napa Valley that own wineries. If that was the case, it would be them. But I'm, I'm only using something that's direct. But guys that own these big wineries, that own AIGs and own these big companies, if the cost of their water gets higher and their water rights become more restricted, then maybe they will push for something in Congress. And maybe mm-hmm. they will push for water rights. And then maybe that will help those farmers and it will change the way that we do it so that's a good point Susie. nice job thanks guys way to bring it in there i want to know if you have something that happened while you were drinking wine that was like the best thing or the funniest thing ever like your favorite wine related incident oh this is a really good one actually um (laughs) you probably you probably aren't thinking this one but when sarah and i were in spain um, we were staying at this unbelievable place, the Marquez de Rascal Winery. Um, I it's this, remember uh, this. It's, this, it's like it's, the name of the wine we had four Frank, years ago. Frank Geary, <laughs> the famous uh, oh, okay, designer. Yeah, that was a um, um, he built this. Oh. It's, so Rioja, this place in Spain, it's this uh, beautiful hundreds-year-old town, like, you know, ding-dong. Like the center of the town is this church, and he builds this classic Frank Geary you know, and if you don't know who he is, it's like he everything looks like liquid metal all. and all yeah. stuff. And he builds this hotel and we're staying there and beautiful room and it's great spa. And we have this hotel and, the, <laughs> and you open the say. vines, you open the vines, you open the door to the patio and there's vines right outside. And we've had a bunch of wine all day, spa, whatever. And it's like the moon's out. It's at night. And I'm just like, dude, gotta streak this vineyard. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. gotta streak it. So we no. had been drinking wine all day, all day, all night, and it's like moonlight, and I'm like, dude, I'm doing it. Butt naked, streak the vineyard, run, we run, both did. yeah, run, run, run. Sarah and I, we run, we went streak the vineyard, to the vineyard, boom, boom, spin. boom, and I'm going full speed, oh, yeah. boom, 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 sprinkler line, hit it, <laughs> boom, trip. Eat shit, face down, <laughs> nuts, everything covered in dirt. Just, just, ah, You're just me. Full, full belly flop in the vineyard, hurt myself, but I'm just so hammered and joyful. It's like, it was so funny. And the hotel rooms are all like up there, and you can see lights coming on. Because I scream, because I like hurt myself. Oh my God. And I just like get up so fast <laughs> run back to the room slam the door bloody knees that's whatever living. whatever and that was like we're like yeah that's we how we it. that's how the Pattersons do yeah. how, how long were you naked like five minutes or ten minutes mm, five, five or, or ten, ten. Yeah. oh my god I mean those are long vineyards we made dude, like, that that was like, dude you're like in the most beautiful picturesque spot oh, ever oh it's gorgeous just, we both were like we, we and this hotel's like a thousand bucks a night I guarantee you they, they didn't have any streakers in that hotel before that's for sure oh. I love when we walk into these hotels and wine dinners and events and things like that and we roll up my husband has two full sleeves he's like tatted up I walk in, it would tap us everywhere. Like we're lost. But yeah, they're like, um, the door's that way. Really? Oh, every time. And then we go to the pool and he like takes his shirt off. He's like, just like full chest of tattoos. And they're always like, <gasps> who are these people? And then he surprises them as being the one hosting the wine dinner that yeah. night. Okay. And then it only takes about 24 hours of us being at a hotel where all people learn how much fun Landon is. Aww. And then they all want to hang out with him. Yeah. And they're like, at the pool, they're like, oh, uh, what are you guys doing over here? You guys playing some cards? Uh, you know, like, why don't they like, come over and chat with us? So, yeah. you know, at first they were like, who are these Hooligans get the heck out of here. They've invaded. Yeah. This hotel is really going downhill. Yeah. <laughs> Look who they're, who they're allowing <laughs> Totally like that. We That's show. happened on our honeymoon. That's uh-huh. happened at a lot of places, but it's pretty, it's a good time. And then they realize that we're. What's fun. your story? 
aside from man, that. I mean, that one's so good. I don't know if I have. I think my stories are more. Oh God, it's usually like. I, t- I tend to not know when to turn off the wine drinking. Like, if I'm in my own house, it's like the most dangerous place for me to drink wine. Because if I'm out, I know when my where my limit is. I know I do not like being stumbly or anything like that. The, so I'm the, very good at controlling myself. The amount of times that I've gone to bed and she stayed up with the gals and drank, and then I'm woken up to the sound of her barfing. Yes. That's like, what usually my story. Like, no, okay, bleh. not like I do this all the time. There are maybe five times I've done not, this. Not all the time, but five times a lot. That's a lot. Five times, like in our whole relation in freaking six I, years? I have to say, I'd say that's five a lot. in the last two years. I'd say I five have not barfed from alcohol. Okay, because I've just said It's been five years. times since we've lived together. Okay, uh, no, so. no, it yeah, is not. For it's sure. Two. Two or three. Yeah. You know. So I think that those are probably like, but it's only if I'm drinking at my house and I just, uh, my girlfriends are there. Why are you we're talking? Yeah, she's just, she's Roseanne. <laughs> I'm not, it's the, the Rose. The Rose gets you, gets you hot. Gets Why you does it get you so aggro? <laughs> so just be like me. This is that Eric Kent Rose. Ricky Rose. I'm just like alone by myself in the bathroom, just puking my guts. But I never, like, because my body just rejects the alcohol, but I don't, like, <laughs> I don't ever get to that place where you're, like, drunk and it's fun. It goes from being, like, <laughs> to buzz to, to yeah. I'm puking. But yeah. I'm, like, That's still sober enough to realize what's happening. So I'm, like, going over the everything that's going on in my brain and my metabolism in my head, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm not able to metabolize the sugar fast enough and drinking water is only going to, like, water it. And I'm, like, so conscious and she's aware like about her as I'm cycle puking. While she's yeah, as I pe- so that's really annoying. Like, I wish I were just able to, like, forget. Turn it like, off. turn it off and just, like, enjoy being, like, drunk. But no, it's, I'm, I never, I just, it, my body, like, pukes it up before I, but if I'm out and I just know when my limit is and I don't, I know how to slip, sip slowly, but if I'm at home and my girlfriend's are All there. All bets are off. Forget it. And then we're like, let's just open up another bottle. Oh, my God. Like, well, that's well, we what women do. We have such good do. wine at we my house, too. Wines. So it's like... The, the problem with the wines at my house is there's really all good wine. So really good wine, you're like really tugging it you're, back. You're so, I mean, you drinking. can have two glasses of wine in you in 15 minutes. It and these really wines be. are like... 15 to 16 percent alcohol and they just come and like slap you in the face the freight train yeah oh and then next thing you know I was just what the alcohol was on this one I think any, it's uh, any final thoughts before we go yeah uh, um no I would just say you know drink drink responsibly oh drink so often good. drink often um, yeah absolutely um you know, I would just say just one kind of final note, you know, on the wine side, one of the first things I always get is always that question you asked about buying wine. It's a really important thing. Um, one thing I would also say is support your local wine shops. Hey, um, yeah. You know, wines nowadays, you can buy them everywhere now. And hey, you can buy our wines everywhere. You can buy them at grocery stores. You can buy them at Bedmos. But go find your local wine shops and support those guys. You know, those guys are all about trying to find new wines. Those people are doing the research. They're out there tasting a lot of wine. Go find that person. That person is, um, that local wine shop's going to learn your preferences. They're going to, you tell them, Hey, I got 15 bucks and I'm looking for a great bottle. They're going to go search that stuff out for you. Support the local guys because those are the guys, um, that are supporting the local wineries too. And the up and comers. And we always want to support those guys. And they often have wine nights and like wine flight nights where they'll do tastings. And they're a lot of times they're very inexpensive or even totally. free sometimes. Yeah, if you join you their wine clubs, you get them for yeah. five bucks and all that. So definitely support your local small guys. That's um, that's a very important thing in the wine biz. You know, I came from Pittsburgh, and it, Pennsylvania is one of those states that still has the blue laws. Yeah, the liquor control. They You can't get booze in the grocery stores or anywhere except for the state-controlled. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. It's so annoying. It is the worst. And, I, like, if you, you can't join, like, a... Um, uh, mail because yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. deliver. That's right. I can't, can't send the your house, yeah. yeah, I hated that. And it's forty percent so taxes. Uh, it's ridiculous. Very high cost. Yeah. So I'm glad to be in California now, where they support my habit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but thank remind you for everybody coming. once again what your wines are. Right. Yes, so, so, please. Get them. so hey, um, Hundred Acre Wine Group. You can go to LayerCakeWines.com. You can learn all about our wines. You can go to CherryPieWines.com. If you see KWines.com, you can learn about them. You can um, buy them, and you can find them at all of your local retailers. We're pretty much everywhere. You know why? Because I'm the baddest salesman on the planet. Oh, you so know buy our know. juice. You know it. Get that juice. <laughs> And it's delicious too. Trust. So it is so I good. I didn't just marry him for his good looks and yeah. charming personality. We're and medium sized junk. And most. Medium sized. Totally average. No. Upper end of the spectrum medium. <laughs> nice. Tune in next week. We got more stuff for you guys, but we'll never top this. Never. I mean, how can we do better than wine in the Brain Candy Podcast? So thanks. Bourbon? Yeah. <laughs> Vodka. Anybody. We welcome any, any and all booze. So thank you, Landon. We love you. Thanks, guys. Bye.